I want to emphasize on two Bible characters that, you know, encourage us to be seekers of God's presence. Number one is Moses. When you look in the book of Exodus 33, verse 18, the, Moses had a deep desire for God. The Bible tells us this was a man, especially in Exodus 33, verse 11. The Bible says God spoke to Moses face to face as a friend will speak to his friend. Yet a man that spoke to God face to face like that sought a higher dimension of God's glory. He said, I've not had yet, I'm not yet satisfied with where I am. He said in Exodus 33, verse 18, Lord, show me your glory. What Moses asked God for was his glory. He wanted more of the glory of God. He wanted the reality of God in his life. Because he knew that the dimension he had seen was not yet it. It was not the final dimension. I told you there's more about God. God is multidimensional. You know, the God you experienced yesterday as Jireh, tomorrow he will appear as Jehovah Shalom. The God you experienced as Jehovah Shalom today will, will appear as Jehovah Tzidkenu. The God you experienced as Jehovah Tzidkenu is still Jehovah, you know, El-Rohi. He is multidimensional. There's glories upon glories. That, that's why even the Bible says that even angels never cease to say holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Because every time they behold his, him, his glory changes from glory to glory. He is so, so, so holy. So Moses asked God, he said, God, show me your glory. I want to encourage us today to seek God and be hungry for God, for more of God. We need to experience more of him. Doesn't matter how long you've been born again. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved. There's more of God. He's a river that will never run dry. He's inexhaustible. And, and, and we begin to see that this man really had a hunger for God because in the following chapter in Exodus 34, we find Moses, you know, going to Mount Moriah on the top of the mountain. And he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible says Moses ate no bread. That's Exodus 34 verse 28. He did not eat bread for 40 days and 40 nights. You know, all he wanted was to be in his presence. And I believe Joshua was right there with him. You know, all he wanted was to be found in God's presence. He wanted to know more of the Father. How desperate are we in our generation to know more of God? You know, notice that after Moses came out of that place, out of that mountain experience, for after 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says Moses walked out and went to below beneath to see the people. And the Bible tells us that when the people looked at Moses' face, they couldn't look at it because light shone out of his face. The glory radiated in such a way that the people were afraid of him. What does this teach us? The presence of God produces what is known as honor. You see, when you are a man or a woman who has walked out of the presence, you will be full of awe. You will be full of glory. It's what we call heaviness of God or the doxa in the Greek. Or it is what we call reverence and honor you know you will carry an atmosphere of reverence and honor people will just honor you why because you are a man and a woman of god's presence why some ministers are no longer walking in honor is because probably the presence has departed you're an ichabod the presence has gone has lifted 
So if you, if you feel that you're no longer preaching at your peak, you're no longer singing at your peak, you're no longer flowing in the anointing and the grace of God, maybe it's time to go back, seek the presence until that anointing will come upon you again. So Moses came out and the glory was shining and the people were so afraid of him because he carried the dogs and the glory, the heaviness of God with him. My goodness, we need a generation that is full of God's presence that when we go out there, even demons will feel that we are in, our, in the atmosphere. When you get into an atmosphere where it's infested with demons and then you begin to enter with God's presence and they will all scatter. They will all leave because you are carrying the presence, the very presence of God with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. As you read on in the Bible, you'll notice again that Moses, you know, people couldn't behold his face. They couldn't look at him. That's found in Exodus 34 verse 29, going down to verse 30, if you want to read that story. The second biblical character that encourages us to be seekers of God is our Lord Jesus. There's a lot of examples we can take from the Lord. The Bible tells us that, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ was a man of the presence himself. Every time Jesus would retire himself and go to a solitary place, a mountain or a wilderness, and there seek God. In Luke chapter 5 verse 16, the Bible says, So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. This was Jesus' custom. It was a culture that he maintained, he withdrew himself to the mountain and prayed. Notice that our Lord Jesus Christ also lived a fasted life. Because we are told, again in the book of Luke and also in the book of Mark, across the Gospels, we are told that the Spirit carried him into the wilderness where he was to be tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. He fasted and the devil brought every sort of temptation. But because he was in God's presence, Jesus overcame every temptation because the Spirit of God strengthened him to overcome. Not only that, you know, it showed us a pattern that you and I, you and I will also be tempted, but because we are people of God's presence, the Spirit of God will strengthen us and give us the grace to overcome every temptation because there had no temptation that had befallen us that is not common as unto other men. For, but for every temptation, God makes the way of escape. God gives us grace to conquer temptation when we are people of God's presence. That is why Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane told the disciples, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Hallelujah. The reason certain people get into temptation are entangled is because they are prayerless. Prayerlessness will make you a man and a woman who is susceptible to temptation because when temptation has given birth, it gives birth to sin. And when sin has given birth, it gives birth to death. So my brothers and sisters, we must seek his presence in prayer. We must live also a fasted life. We must be people who fast and pray. You know, because fasting is, is not there to move God, but it moves you. When you fast, you are not moving God. You are moving you. You are strengthening and fortifying your inner man. That's what fasting does. It moves you. You know, in the book of John chapter 6, verse 15, the Bible says, Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. If you remember this story, it was when Jesus had turned, you know, had taken five loaves and two fish and, 
fed a multitude of more than 5,000 men, only men themselves, excluding women and children. After he had done this miracle, the Bible says people thought of taking him and forcibly making him a king. You know, there's an honor that people will want to give to you when you are a person that is being used by God. But don't fall into the trap of man's honor. Jesus said, no, 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 no. I did not come to be honored by men here. He departed himself immediately and went to prayer. You know, when God uses you so much, there's a tendency to want to, to be egotistical, to be full of pride and arrogancy. And because we get used to people giving us all kinds of compliments. But after you've been used by God, run back to the presence because that's where your humility comes from. That's where your character is, is, is molded, in the presence of God. That's where you, you are, you're made humble, your character is molded, and that's where God prepares you and makes you a suitable vessel. Praise the Lord. So Jesus was showing us that he was not power hungry. He was not looking, you know, for people to pat him on the back. His secret was that he cultivated prayer in the very place called the solitary place. After praying and fellowshipping, you know, in the secret place, we begin to notice that Jesus was mightily used by God. Another example we'll, we'll look into the Bible is the story in the book of Luke chapter 9, verse 37 to verse 41. If you read that scripture, you will notice that the disciples could not cast out a demon of convulsions from a young boy. And the Bible tells us that after Jesus had descended or had come from the mountain or the hill, you remember it was after the mountain of transfiguration experience. Immediately when Jesus came from the mountain of transfiguration, he was confronted by the father of a young boy with his boy saying that, you know, this young man of mine often falls into the fire and this spirit bruises him. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not cast out this devil out of him. You know, I believe that it was because of probably prayerlessness or a lack of the presence, you know, of God being strengthened and fortified in the disciples' prayer lives. Because if they had fortified themselves like Jesus, I believe they would have been able to cast that devil out. And then the Lord Jesus, full of power and full of glory, because he was at the place of glory, because on that mountain, there was the glory of God there. When he came out, he immediately cast that devil out and chased it out. I believe that when we are in God's presence, our faith is fortified and strengthened. We are able to do exploits when we are in his presence. That's where our faith will get fortified. Get the presence of God and your faith will be strong to move mountains. Praise the Lord. Even immovable mountains will move when you've just came out of God's presence. So what am I saying? The Lord Jesus emphasized to us the importance of praying in the secret place. In Matthew 6, 6, the Bible says, But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Praise the Lord. And then in Jeremiah 29, verse 13, the Bible says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You see, it starts with you shutting your door, going into your closet and praying to God in secret because God who is in the secret will often reward you in the open. You know, if you are going to be used mightily by God, it starts in the secret place. That's where you and I 
you and I should commune with God in the secret place. And then God will begin to use us in the open place. You know, so he will, he will anoint you in the secret and then he will manifest the glory in the open. There's, without the secret place, there's no open glory. Without you having been in his presence, do not expect for God to use you to do signs and wonders. You will not raise the dead if you have not been in his presence. You will not heal the sick. You will not deliver the bound. You will not set the captive free if you have not been in the secret place. Get into the secret place because that's where God will rub his presence upon you and anoint you for exploits. If you seek him with all your heart, trust, trust God that you will find him. And again, in the book of Acts chapter 17, as I round up in verse 24 to verse 27, the Bible says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. My brothers and sisters, I'm encouraging us today that we must become seekers of God's presence. If you search for God with all your heart and grope for him, you know, like a man who is blind, you will find him. If you grope for him and grasp for him, you will find him because he's not far, he's near. He's closer than a brother. He's a friend that sticks closer than a friend. He's near. And if you, the Bible says in the book of James that, you know, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. So God wants people to draw near to him. And as we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you that this season you are raising us to be seekers of your presence. Oh, Rabanta Labasoto, Rebake Teliko Sata, Rabaliko Se, Monta Rabalabasikalon Telioshe. I pray that your presence will fill our homes. I pray that your presence will fill our churches. I pray that your presence will saturate each and every one of us. I pray that you will raise a hunger and a thirst after you in all of us. And everyone that listens to this stream, that your presence and a hunger for God will just be birthed in our hearts. And that we will seek you relentlessly, oh God, until we find you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. If you have watched and enjoyed this video, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe like this video and comment and share with your friends share it out there let the word of god go out and spread like wildfire i will see you on the next episode god bless you